The only podcast on the entire internet that never has guests because guests suck and make you start recording 32 minutes late. This is Bombers. Crapper and crappy, crappy and crapper, crappity crappy, crappy crap. Dag wants me to change this intro song every week, so here's a low effort attempt. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bombers. I am the person doing the intro today, Dag. Joining me is some other bomber-type person, Zyber, and also everyone's favorite, Spiegel, and special guest, Rumor Macabre. Am I supposed to say Hi, something now? Spo- yeah, like, when were we supposed to introduce ourselves? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. I, was, I, just, I rolled all over that. <laughs> so so Deg is wasted. He's brought his like crazy friends into the into the building and uh they are recording with us today as well. Uh we are back to our original four person format, aka the best format. Uh that's how you know you're getting the best of bombers, is that there's four of us and uh there's four of us this time. Yeah, if you must know, I've been uh hopped up on caffeine and sugar from a little something something here. Uh hint for later, we're doing drinks and foods. Also on this show will probably be things like the Minish Recap and game releases and the Bombtastic News. Zyber, take us away. We really don't need to lay out the entire format of the show before we do it. I mean, we've done like 70 episodes of this thing. People know how it goes. <laughs> I was doing like a thing where I eventually was getting to the next segment that we were going to do so that I could introduce it and we could very smoothly and naturally flow into it. Well, it was very smooth. <laughs> where I talk about news that is Bombtastic. Yeah, if you want to listen to us, follow us, subscribe to us, advertise us, review us, let us read your reviews, because that's something we used to do for like the one time we got a review. It was twice. Uh, twice we got review. I must not have been there for one of them. Come uh, watch us, or let's <laughs> come read us, type out words in Discord. Link in the description below, where you can join us in a Album of the Day Club, or Ring Fat Adventure Club, or Game Club, where we uh, listen to albums, try to lose weight, and play video games together. Not necessarily at in the that same order. Time. No, th- th- that was in that order, order. yeah. <laughs> oh. Exactly, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitch, This is Bombers, where you can see us play video games. Follow us on Twitter, This is Bombers, where you can see us sometimes post that we are on Twitch Live right now. <laughs> <laughs> and send us emails at thisisbombers at gmail.com. Send us questions and we will answer them on the show if we like them. And we most likely will. We have not had Bombers Notebook questions in so long that I don't even need to like them anymore. I just, I will answer any question. I I'm honestly... Don't remember putting, what that is. Oh, that's great. I'm putting a call out right now. If anyone has any questions at all, rumor, do you have a question for me? I'll answer it right now. Why am I so bad at my job? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons, and I, I think that uh, first it starts off with your possible near or far sightedness, as evidenced by your glasses that you're wearing that I can see. Uh, I mean, they they fit your face fairly well, it seems, but possibly not enough uh, peripheral coverage. So maybe if you're looking from side to side, you can't quite see as well. Maybe that's why you're bad at your job. (laughs) That was pretty great. Now, that's improv. (laughs) I hope you all learned a valuable lesson. I mean, you just attacked a guy with glasses there, dude. That's mean. 
I mean, I mean hey, it's not me that has a has a crippling disability. I mean, I'm sitting what? here with Dig. I think we could start on the list and yeah, we'd be I mean, start at one and end somewhere oh, around a thousand. Dig also has glasses. Sorry, fair enough. Yeah, Zyber has yeah. glasses. No, I don't. Yeah. Wait, no, you don't. I'm wearing contacts right picture. now. It's in your no. picture. Your camera's not on. You wear contacts. Contacts are just lazy people glasses. I think it's the no, exact wait, opposite. The opposite. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> that's motivated. You have to like poke. Glasses. You have to like poke yourself in the eyeball to do contact. I don't know about that. That's Multiple times because sometimes my finger won't let go. Once for each eye. So, twice. What happens if they're bifocal contact lenses? Do you have to do it twice per eye? I don't believe they have wait. bifocal contact lenses. <laughs> at what point do you grab your eyes and your fingers don't let go and like? You're just yelling at your fingers, like, stop pinching my eye. No, it's my contacts that won't let go of my finger. So then just repeatedly jabbing my finger into my eye. What if you put your finger, like, really far underneath your eyeball and then just popped your eyeball out of your head? Because that, is that possible or is it attached to something? It it's, is possible. The ocular nerve? I mean, the ocular you've seen, like, Could you pressure. sever that with enough pressure? Well, there's, like, your eyeball can pop out and dangle by the ocular nerve. There's been, like... People that are in like bomb, high pressure, bad, not good, and their eye pops out. <laughs> high pressure, bad, not good. It's those things, though. You can't argue against that. I see it all the time in cartoons. Yeah, and if it happens in a cartoon, like when they like when they're really surprised by something, there's and their eyes just bug out of their head. Yeah, I love that. That's a classic. Uh, it's in a cartoon. It happens effect. in real life. Verifiable fact. Mm, doubt. I feel mm, like doubt. there's a lot of opportunities when people's eyes are bugging out of their heads in cartoons for like some some shady ne'er do well character to come up with like a big pair of scissors and just chop off the. They, you know, I bet they did that in old Looney Tunes and like Itchy and Scratchy probably. Itchy and Scratchy most definitely. That should be dark. Oh, there's a good one. So, anyways, that was bombastic news. The Simpsons <laughs> is still on. Are they still doing the Itchy and Scratchy like thing? I figured. That could be like its own show. I think there's there's so many of them now. I think there actually was some form of like creator issue that, with that, and I think they dropped it fairly early in the series because whoever created that section left and went to do other content. Um, I'd have to look at that to confirm that, but I feel like that was a thing. I know that originally um, Fox or whoever it was that uh, aired Springfield Simpsons. Springfield. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The Springfields. <laughs> Again, um, wasted out of his mind. <laughs> Fox or whatever network hated Itchy and Scratchy and was like, stop it. And so they did an episode that was just Itchy and Scratchy. And it was like the highest You're rated. you of Itchy and Scratchy Land, right? Yeah. It was the highest that rated my, episode is, of like that series, season or whatever. That is my all-time favorite episode of the series. It's it's like just a million jokes a second. It's so great. Yeah. Wow. So take that, yeah. Fox, who doesn't know what TV is. I mean, they don't. They canceled Futurama twice. They canceled <laughs> twice. Fire, Wasn't it like five fly. times? It was at least twice for Futurama. Because they had like five different season finales or something. <laughs> or like series finales, I mean. For Futurama? Well, yeah. it, with Futurama, it was a joke where like at the beginning of every season, starting with like season five, they're like, oh, great news. Uh, good news, everyone. We're back on the air. Yeah. You know, uh, or whatever. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Great show. Apparently, No More Heroes show. is 13 years old today. Huh. What? They really? are now a teenager. Ooh, dangerous. It was dangerous to begin with. Teenage years. Mm. We saw what happened to the game 13. 
What? Because they remade it, and the remake's not very good. Was the original even that good? Yeah, I've... the original is pretty well regarded. I have no idea what 13? game you're talking about. Yeah, kill, like kill, kill. thirteen is like a mediocre like. Yeah. The only thing that thirteen really has going for it is like the cool comic book art style, and then they remade it and got rid of that art style. That's what I'm. That's what I was sucked. saying. Right. Well, it's not well regarded, but it's the just, art style you know. is. Well, yeah, that's fair. We want to know other crappy game news lately. Yeah, sure do. Vicarious yep. Visions has been merged into Blizzard, and now oh. they're only going to be making Blizzard stuff. Yeah, I saw that. They're like oh. a Blizzard support studio, so those of you who wanted who will make the... Tony Hawk's Game Pro 3-4, not happening. That's never soft. That's never soft. Vicarious Visions did uh, the crappy... Or was that Traveler's Tales who did the crappy Crash Bandicoot? No, Vicarious Visions did the Crash reboot or remake and the Tony Hawk remake. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that does suck, though. Yep, yeah. Sure, Bad job by me. Sure does. Game journalism. Yep, now they're Steel. stuck with, like, whatever Blizzard stuff, all all, all that stuff. They're going to make a bunch of skins for MMOs. Yeah. Maybe we'll get StarCraft Ghost. Finally. Maybe they'll do anything to make Overwatch relevant. They're going to make Overwatch 2, finally? <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe we'll finally yeah. get the sequel to StarCraft 64. Starcraft 64 3D. Star Fox 63 and a third. 63 and two thirds. Starcraft 64 DD for the DD system. We did talk about the uh, 64 DD a couple days ago in the Bombers Discord. So if you want to talk about a little uh, Nintendo 64 disk drive action, just ask the Bombers Discord. (laughs) We've got all the information you'd ever want to know. So it's disk drive. I kept thinking dual disk. Double, Double dash. dash. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, now who who gets to keep that joke when I uh, when I edit one of our voices out? Why can't it still just be both of us and you just edit it so that we say it simultaneously like we just said it? Oh, it's I... Double Dash. Cyber gets All right, it. Now, now it's all saying it. All right, what's the next, uh, what's the next segment? Well, Let's... we can talk more about video game news. Oh, yeah, I, know... I guess I have the next segment here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, as we do, we're going to talk some game releases. And uh, Rumor, I want your opinion on, on some of these games. These are not rumors. These are actual releases. So I'm not sure if you can even talk about them. But um, this game, I know yours, you guys are all super into, uh, weebs that you are. Atelier, Atelier Ryza 2, Lost Legends and the Secret Fairy, coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC on January 26th, uh, one day after this podcast uh enters your ear holes what do you guys know about the atelier series uh is this a video atelier Ryza. is this a video game Meryl. or anime uh, I it is know. an anime i think there, I think there was both. a short like 12 episode series for it um i've never played any of them uh however i do know a good bit about them um they are alchemy i mean yes the, the base of the universe is alchemy um and also, like crafting and stuff it really and magic. Right, and magic, and honestly objectifying little girls on occasion, which is a little Don't like bit it. questionable. Don't like it. <laughs> you like death smiles. Uh, well, I don't know if that's worse or better. You like Gal Gun. Mm, it's definitely better than that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, if you, if you like a solid crafting system, like merged around a at least mediocre JRPG... Um, they're supposed to be pretty good. 
Um, especially in the more later releases. Like, the earlier ones were supposed to be mm, questionable, but, like, hitting the PS3 and the PS4 era, uh, they became much better regarded uh, and have honestly been selling pretty well, um, at least for a relatively niche JRPG sort of game. So, realistically, if you like if you like crafting, grinding, and uh, other kinds of grinding, perhaps, due Whoa, to the little earlier topic... No. Kind of on that one. <laughs> The only thing I know about the series is I remember people from my college gaming club were playing the first one, Atelier Iris. I don't know if that's even the first one. Well, one of Did the I very earlier it incorrectly? ones. How, how do you pronounce the... I, uh, nobody knows. Atelier? Nobody Atelier? Knows. I assume it's, it was I French. Someone co- corrected me on the pronunciation of this recently, and I already don't care. I feel like if you it's know how Adelier. to pronounce this ti- game title, you are like already... Part of the problem. You might as well just move back into your parents' basement because it's not getting any better for you. Well, one of the coolest slash most amusing things about it was that any time you walked up and pressed A in front of a barrel, the character would go, Barrel! No matter where in the game you were. I mean, so like in front of the like final boss? We would do. Barrel! And that it just became a meme. I'm going to kill you. Barrel! Barrel! Uh, Alright, what else? Um... Cyber Shadow, which is uh, Yacht Club Games' version of... So they already did a uh, Mega Man game called Shovel Knight that you may know about. Cyber Shadow is Yacht Club's version of Ninja Gaiden. And it's coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and PC. Not the Sexbox. It is uh, skipping that console because I I don't know. But in any case, Cyber Shadow... Uh, Yacht Club's take on uh, Ninja Gaiden. I'm I'm looking forward to at least seeing what it's like. Uh, I don't know. Shovel Knight, to me, was really good and kind of a revelation on what indie games could be at the time that it was released, like seven years ago now. Now, it's good, but I just feel like there's a lot of games that have done that retro thing and hit those same platforming beats and just done a better job. Uh, Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. What do you guys think? I think that was the general consensus that we came to in the Bombers Game Club on the Bombers Discord. Join us. Uh, whenever we played Shovel Knight, as I believe it was our very first Game Club game that we did, was it? Think it was not? the second one. We, we was did it the uh, second one? Yeah. Either way, it was one of the very early ones, and I think the general consensus was this game is solid, but the retro revival movement has done it better by now. I mean, is that really kind of that fair to the game, however, though? I mean, yeah. obviously it's better, you know, more be- or games have been better afterwards, but it was part of that first wave. Well, that's the general argument that you have when you, for instance, what Spiegel and I do with game collecting. Do you collect the good games or do you collect the relevant games or do you collect the both games? Because a game could be relevant and then another game did it better. Is it worth going back to? I think depends context on, is important. and Depends and, on what you're getting yeah. out of it, yeah. That's not to say that Shovel Knight is a bad game. I, I think it's actually I'm probably a lot higher on it than most of the people that that played it. Um, but I, you know, some games age better than others, and I think context does matter. Uh, if you were to play Shovel Knight, you know, for the first time in 2021, not having played any of the several fantastic indie platformers that have come out in the last seven years, you know, you might up. feel differently. Yeah, similar to like if someone were to play Mario 64 instead of starting at Odyssey or Galaxy or something. Or going back to Mario 64 after having played Odyssey. Right. No point in doing that, yeah. You are, you are a clown. 
You are a clown. With oh, by the way, I googled the pronunciation, and it's atelier. Oh, oh crap! I got it right. Oh, great! It's, 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 you well, did. Time to move back. <laughs> yep, Spiegel, yep. See ya. Uh, all right, I'll start packing my stuff. I did. I pulled up this Cyber Shadow. Um, whenever you said it was Yacht Club Games, and I looked at their website, it looks pretty cool. So I'm actually looking forward to how it turns out as well. I might have to pick that up at some point if it turns out to be good. If it's got a physical release, you know I'm all in on that. Yeah, I do. I mean, yeah. at minimum, the sprite art looks beautiful, which we already know that they can do. Yacht Club's so. got good sprite art. Yeah. I was talking to Piddle today about uh, sprite artwork in specifically 16-bit games, and he was like, what are some of the worst sprite art characters you can think of? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, bad sprite art? Is there bad sprite art? Uh, yeah, but he just always the... goes for the negative first, of course. But uh, I was thinking of good sprite art, and I was like, oh, man, Chrono Trigger had some great sprite art. Golden that, Sun that has amazing 16-bit yeah. sprite art. Yep. Yeah, looking at SNES games, it's just like, either it's really bad or it's really amazing. Whereas What's really bad? In general, NES games with the 8-bit sprite art are pretty much just it's bad throughout. Bad. Yeah. Just, whereas I feel like SNES games are generally pretty much all good. So they're, it's it's interesting that they have those opposite, like defaults i mean i guess i guess my counter to that would be you're again in 16-bit you're dealing with a whole bunch more colors so you're going to just get more detail anyway yeah i mean if you're trying to animate an 8-bit sprite you don't got a lot to work with but look at something like the original legend of zelda where they took that small limited color palette and conveyed information in a very pleasant way and then look at something like i don't know castlevania 2 i mean Castlevania 2, whoever was the artist, just really, really liked borderlines yeah. around everything. Like, like the really the bad, game may like be a great game. game, but it is not pretty to look at. It's a terrible yeah. night to listen to bombers. It's a, yeah, it's a terrible night to play Castlevania 2 Return of Samus. I don't like Castlevania 2. I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. I really don't like any of the first three games. NES Castlevania games. I, Super Castlevania 4, I think, is unbelievable. But the I first three do nothing for me. Super Castlevania is where the series for sure took off in a general sense. And if you're talking about like speedrunning, of course, everybody loves Castlevania 2. <laughs> I haven't played any of them. If they were to put on the NES and SNES on Online, that. I'd try them. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend for an intro, uh, I was going to say uh, Circle of the Moon on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. The GBA is that the Is that the first GBA Castlevania game? Yes. Yes. And then from there, you could potentially move on to the others and then the DS games, which are impossible to find and are extremely expensive. And Yep. Actually, I think they might be on Wii U, maybe, if you've got one. Oh, are they? I don't know. <sighs> Better check quickly. Yeah. Game journalism. Hey, do we have uh, any other um, game releases coming up? Yeah, there's one more. Uh, I don't know how we got started talking about Castlevania. We were talking about Cyber Shadow, which is, again, Ninja Gaiden, but done by Yacht Club. So, cool. Ninja Gaiden the is, last... is basically Castlevania. N- no. No. <laughs> it is not. What? <laughs> not at all. All right. Uh, last one is uh, Bloober Team's The Medium, which is coming to PC and Sexbox. Um, I believe this was supposed to be not a launch game for Sexbox, but, like, close, first couple weeks. Uh, it's a psychological horror game. If any of you guys have played uh, Layers of Fear or Observer or that crappy Blair Witch game, that's Bloober Team. Um, 
I really liked Layers of Fear. I thought that was a really cool game. Uh, it kind of took me by surprise a little bit. I picked it up on a Switch sale for like five bucks. Uh, the medium looks like they're going for like bigger and better psychological horror. Um, so I think this could actually be the first must-buy Xbox Series X game. Um, assuming, of course, that it won't come to other consoles is probably a fool's errand. But for now, PC and Xbox, January 28th. Yeah. Um, having um, gone to their website real quick, I think the thing that I like the most about this concept is this um, being in both the real world and what I assume is something like the ghost world or something, which to me evokes a lot of Titanfall 2 ideas with the uh, time travel segments that were in that game. So I hope they, they can they can sort of tap into to some of those ideas because that was awesome that two worlds thing where they had two maps overlaid one in the past one in the future or present whatever if they do something like that with the real world and the ghost world ooh, sold cyber how do you feel about psychological horror i know you you love it right i mean i i like reading horror and watching horror but i've never really played much horror i think rumor i can Have speak you for both of us to horror yeah have you tasted horror I mean, I've listened to, like, audio people, like, reading out horror. <laughs> and then John have was you, a zombie. Have you touched horror? Unfortunately, yes. That's a lie. You've never touched me. Oh, God. There's, oh. there's more than one. Was, have you touched saying, think... evil? Resident Evil <laughs> Deadly Silence on DS. Uh, the Nintendo Power issue, the cover says, touch evil. And I think it's... Fun. Resident, Resident Evil. Yeah, speaking 8, of touching evil, there's a lot of people that want to touch evil in eight. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. should talk about Resident <laughs> Evil Eight. Uh, <laughs> as we're recording this, yesterday, Capcom did their Resident Evil showcase, which was, let's be honest, mostly bullcrap. Uh, yeah. It was like the Resident Evil movie and Resident Evil, uh, like MOBA slash Battle Royale, whatever. You but know, op- Operation Raccoon City. No, they didn't show that. Uh, but they did. They did show a good chunk of uh, Resident Evil Eight, both in-engine footage, like cutscenes and and gameplay. And uh, gotta tell you, it looks a hell of a lot like Resident Evil Four, but in first person. Like that was one hundred percent the vibe that I got. The castle, you know, cutting open vases to get green herbs. Like it. Okay, it's Resident Evil Four, but it's it's in first person and. My main takeaway was not only, you know, I think the game looks pretty good, but I am interested to see maybe this is the direction they're going to take Resident Evil 4 when they do the much-anticipated Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, which is scheduled for release next year. Anyway, Resident Evil 4, uh, Resident Evil 8 stuff. What do you guys, did you guys watch that? What did you think? I think that with, you know, Resident Evil 7 and now Resident Evil 8 with their change to that first-person perspective, it is an interesting way to take the series... Um. Because, you know, it's quite a departure from the old Resident Evils, especially with their, like, tank control, bad camera, blah, blah, blah. So it's a different way of restricting the camera angle while making the game fun to play. But you're saying the Resident Evil isn't fun? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. That's a bad take. Well. You're fired. <laughs> okay. I still need to play nope. 7 as Don't somebody. talk. You're fired. But- uh, Resident Evil Four is great though, with the the over the shoulder controls that were in Resident Evil Four. I almost 
don't want them to do a first person because I think it's pretty great as is. I haven't played any games, so I definitely need to play 7 since I got it for VR. Oh. (laughs) And then I will know if I like horror games or not. (laughs) Well, I I think uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback about 7. Not feedback as though it's like my game. No, I've gotten a lot of... uh, notes from people about playing seven in vr that it's just like this the scariest experience that you could possibly have in vr and i i think i've said this a number of times but i think that uh, vr is horror is like the ultimate application for vr that's pretty cool yeah. you can't get more immersive yeah. than that so i think the most horror video game experience i've experienced so far is um slender men game what the pages thing or the arrival the original one Okay. So yeah. there's two. It's Slenderman the Arrival, and then there's... I don't I remember what the other one is. As I was going to say this earlier. Rumor and I have a very similar take on horror games, which is... I'm intrigued by them, and I purchase them, and then I play five minutes of them, scream like a tiny little girl, turn it off, and never touch it again. <laughs> so, uh, when are we playing, uh, Bantophobia or whatever? Yeah, Phasmophobia. That's a game that I refuse to play in VR, because I get scared enough playing it <laughs> on a regular old computer monitor <laughs> i would love to play that with you all right so we we did some resident evil village we did some game releases we did some bombastic news we did uh let's see we played the intro song uh we, we uh started we recording lay, lay down a roadmap of the things we already did we met we met at 5 30 p.m central time or we supposed we were supposed to but then zyber's dad messed Tacos. up the taco bell order tell me what did you order from taco bell we got the taco and burrito craving box, and instead they gave us two nacho fry boxes and three tacos, and my dad just saw like, yeah, that looks right, and drove it home. I mean, you got the better deal with the nacho fries, I think. I mean, yes, eh, but we got to keep them, because, you know, I was say, Taco Bell's you, not going to take it back. Did you drive home, then drive back? We took the food with us just to make sure they did, they believed us, but... No, they already knew. They're just like, oh yeah, we have that box here full of the tacos and burritos. Here you go. So then, really, what you're telling me is you just had, like, a deluge of Taco Bell today. Except I only ate the fries, and now I'm full. So there's two burritos and a taco on my plate, and I'm... Um, yeah. Well, I'm you, should squeeze, <laughs> you should squeeze all the beans out of the burrito into a bathtub, and then go in the bathtub. And then take and then pictures take a, and take post a them on uh, This Is Bombers Only fans. That wouldn't even cover the that... bottom. <laughs> Your bottom? Wait. Or the bottom? <laughs> Both. <laughs> you guys keep stealing the jokes that I'm trying to make. <laughs> in this room is too good. All right. Uh, let's do something else. Let's talk about uh, the other thing, uh, which is the Minish Recap. And uh, Dig has done nothing, apparently. I just didn't fill it out because I'm lazy. He said he was going to wing it. So I did nothing this past week. Oh, that was really creative. Of you. <laughs> Me too, honestly. Did I do anything this week? Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, that was a joke, but I don't think I did anything. Um, played Bombdoo Valley. Boring. You can't just yeah. say that every week. We know. Well, I keep doing it every week. <laughs> Go watch Dake play Bombdoo Valley on Twitch at This Is Bombers every Sunday, except this past time it was Monday. Well, we're now not doing that anymore, and it will just be on Sunday and screw the people who can't show up because 
I got confused and nobody knew what was happening. I didn't know they had that in the game. What? <laughs> um, I mean, what? the thing is, the thing is, is about you saying that you play Stardew Valley every week. I mean, if if we're just going to come on here and just talk about the same things every week, like Bomb Du Valley and Taco Bell and making jokes at Deg's expense. I mean, we don't even need to have a podcast. They they can just like listen to the same podcast week after week and then we get the same number of downloads but do literally no additional work. What do you think? Unless they just download it once and then keep replaying it. Well, no, you have Why to delete you it every them? time otherwise, you know. If you don't delete it every time, we're going to keep making podcasts. Uh, wait. Wait. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Keep doing Someone it, vamp. Yes. I need to work this out. No, okay. Here's the thing. Um, I like your idea. I'm going to want you to put together like a 15-minute PowerPoint presentation for next week, and we'll talk about it, okay? Eight minutes, and you got a deal. I can't do 15. Eight and a half minutes. Is it based on reading the PowerPoint or saying the PowerPoint out loud? It's an interpretive dance of the PowerPoint. With the PowerPoint in the background, you have to. You like have the, to have... the instructions for the interpretive dance are on the PowerPoint, and you're just doing it as the thing is going. Yeah, and you have to code up the PowerPoint that each slide plays music when it comes on. You can do and that. also and also your your movements like during the dance. I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm, I'm so lost. <laughs> what is... <laughs> I, I would I would I would have kept going, you know, but I I just don't even understand what's happening anymore. I did. I downloaded a game. I haven't played it yet, but I downloaded it. I'm waiting to play it on stream, probably for funsies. But I downloaded Honey the Pop? game. What is it? It it, it is them's fighting herds, the My Little Pony ripoff fighting game. Oh God! Which I backed on Indiegogo six years ago. Forgot that I had done it. Was recently on Indiegogo. And went. Oh yeah, I did that. Didn't know you were a brony. He definitely is a brony. I have judged him for it it's a good multiple show, mate. times. Spiegel has left the building. Spiegel is gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, while Spiegel is gone, I can talk about how I downloaded Fall Fantasy XIV again to continue oh, playing no. the free trial, which now goes through the first expansion. <laughs> oh, yikes. Well, there's like, what, like four or five expansions to that game now? Something around there, probably. Yeah, I think so. What's great is listening to people that have been like playing it for years. I'm just like, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Those sure are words, I guess. I don't know. I played a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV, I think, like five years ago. Like right after I think Heaven's Word came out, which was the one where they made the game playable and fun. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I played it for, I think, about... A week. Because <laughs> my roommate wanted me to try with him, and then you know how it goes when you try to play with people. They just never actually play with you, so that's ex I stopped. That's exactly how I keep getting into it. It's like, oh, let's play it. Okay. Oh, you stop playing it. Hey, let's play it. Okay. So that's, oh, you stop playing. So this time, I'm just playing it by myself because I enjoy it. I'm a scholar, which means I'm a healer, but I just let my pet fairy thingy heal everything so I don't have to focus on healing people. Well, then you're not a healer. Oh, but I am. <laughs> but I'm a healer where it counts yeah. in the dungeon queue. 
I've been wanting to get back, speaking of, like, MMOs and stuff like that, I've been having ideas of getting back into, like, the Old Republic or even the first Guild Wars. Are there any Guild Wars servers even open still? Oh, yeah, the game still runs. Really? Yeah. Huh? I recently was looking up speedruns of people doing, like, um, endgame content stuff. It's terrifying, is what it is. I haven't played an MMO since the Matrix Online. I wonder how that's going. Uh, oh crap! It's dead. We're probably it's still stuck dead. in the system. We're we're playing it right now. If you didn't know, <laughs> yeah, MMOs just ever since I got old and had responsibilities, I don't have the time for them anymore. Well, I definitely just don't have the time for a paid MMO. Like the idea oh, of sure. having to play just one game for life because I have to, I keep pumping money into it. <laughs> Or even even if you do the cost calculation of a subscription being X amount, so how many hours of entertainment do I need to get out of that money for it to be worth me paying it? Uh-huh. Don't do that. Already... Don't, don't, don't turn it into an Excel spreadsheet. That's not the purpose of games. That's, like, I can't stand That is exactly the purpose value. of MMOs. That's MMOs, what an MMO maybe, is. It's Excel that's... the video game. Also, no. That is the fun of video you, games. You would hurt Haley. Haley, my fiance, absolutely loves <laughs> making Humble charts Brand. for video games. She has like the dot bind journals or whatever, where it's like the bunch of dots so you can make your own lines and stuff. And she makes charts. She makes fire emblem relationship charts. She makes well, that's, that's chow fine. That, charts. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about literally breaking down the value of a game based on the number of hours that you put into it. That that to me that makes no sense. Because if that was the case, two dollars and fifty cents spend, per hour gets you flat. <laughs> I would be willing to spend like a thousand dollars on Rock Band Two and the DLC. Oops, it's probably a lot more worth it than Just Dance and its uh, subscription. Ridiculous. Rumor, you're a big uh, you're a big fan of Just Dance, and you've got the subscription on, on all of your consoles. Uh, how is how is that? How is twenty twenty? Just Dance twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one. No, they didn't put out twenty twenty one yet. Yeah, you gotta. What? Yeah, they did. Wait, do they do the thing where it's like a year in advance? Like, so we already have Just Dance 2021? Yeah, they yeah, gave Just us 2021. Just Dance is exactly like, like cars. Like, oh. Exactly what? like cars. <laughs> the next uh, model year comes out. Uh, sadly, I do not own that game. Um, however, yeah. I did, in fact, play a significant amount of Dance Dance Revolution uh, back in college. Yep. Uh, ah. So. That's a much better not, game. Mr. President. I was vice president, thank you very much. You were the vice yeah, president of the Dance Dance Revolution Club? Yep. Well, my college had one. Man, I wish I was in college at that point. Uh, Do you? <laughs> eh, it was a good time. We, I think at like our peak, we would have like 40 or 50 members. Um, admittedly, I went to a fairly big college, so you know there were like 40,000 kids there. But like My college didn't have anything, and then the year after I graduated, they started up a Smash Bros. Club. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's really weird going back to a college to play with college people. That's why I just don't play video games anymore. At least it's not high school. <laughs> I mean, I'll note that uh, here in Pittsburgh, where, where Deg and I are both from, uh, there is a gigantic um, Smash Brothers scene, especially in like the college areas. Um, they run almost professional leagues uh, down there uh, between like Pitt, Carnegie Mellon, um, and a couple of the other big schools down there, that is a huge association of Smash Brothers players. News to me. I mean, I used to be, like, terrifying. one of the head people of our local scene. 
I didn't think that, but everyone else kept saying that I was one of the head people. <laughs> You've been doing a lot of Smash Brothers even recently still. I mean, kind of. Uh, since my friend and I finished Borderlands, we've been playing Smash Bros, but it's like... It's not really much until we're able to get local stuff happening again. Well, no, come on. Smash <laughs> Ultimate has its online service, and that's really good. I couldn't get through that. <laughs> oh, no, just just this last time we played. So first, we fight against these duo heroes, which I now realize why some people hate heroes so much, because they're just RNG awfulness. Oh, my gosh. They have three different moves that can kill you when you're at, like, really low percentage, and it just implodes you. You don't even get launched off screen. And then a later match, we fought against these people, and, like, it would lag every second. It was just, like, frozen, unfrozen, frozen, unfrozen. It was terrible, but we won. And then we dropped out, so we wouldn't play against them again. Oh, were they lag switching? (laughs) It it felt like they were lag switching. It was that terrible. Although the worst part is that, so, like, if the other people lag and, like, leave, you know, get disconnected you get disconnected too, and so then if that happens three times in a row, you get punished, even if it's not you that got disconnected. Well, that's just like in high school. I mean, you get in a fight, everybody gets suspended. doesn't matter who started it, doesn't matter who stopped it. I know, Nintendo should not be following high school logic here. Something, something, Nintendo is for kids, something, something. There's There's a whole thing there, and I don't feel like putting thought into it. Hey, man, on my playground, we didn't fight. We settled it in Smash. That's the point! (laughs) (laughs) And then you get disconnected Uh, and get punished. All right, can we please move on from the, like, MMO and, like, multiplayer fighting game talk? You know, I mean, it is my wheelhouse, but, uh, you know. I mean, you're the one that just keeps bringing it up. I brought up nothing. For single-player stuff, I finally got all the boxes in Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time, so I can move on to time trials. Oh, jeez, Cyber. It's about time. Yes. <laughs> Just like that joke being done. Uh, it never gets old. Weren't you fired, like, 20 minutes ago? <laughs> Security hasn't shown up yet. I must have missed oh. that memo. HR is probably holding them up. Uh, it's It's... Our intern just isn't doing their job. Nope. Well, speak of what have you been up to? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I want to know. Uh, so I've actually been playing a bunch of games. Um, and and though you guys don't have a lot of games on your list, I I've been off the show for a couple of weeks. I don't even was I on two weeks ago? I don't remember. Anyway. Don't uh, so in that time, I completed uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga on Game Boy Advance, which I've actually played before, um, and I, I was replaying it just because I, I just really wanted to revisit it on my... So I, I have game. a Game Boy Micro. Uh, yeah, it is a great game, and I, I wanted to play something on my Game Boy Micro. So pop that guy in. Uh, had a great time. Fantastic. I did a little experiment where every time I leveled up, I put the bonus points into power and nothing else. Like, I never put it in defense or HP or stash points or anything. Um, so by, so by the final boss, I literally killed the final boss in two hits. Uh, but the problem was, is that I was really bad at dodging the boss's attacks. And since my defense was so low, cause I hadn't been putting any bonus points into it. Like if I got hit by those attacks, I was dead before the boss was. So <laughs> it was, it was quite an interesting way to play the final. It was basically like sudden death final boss. Um, yeah, I remember someone, fun, actually. Yeah. 
<laughs> I remember someone on the IGN boards like complaining about how easy that game was because they put everything in power, and I just all like, I, "That's on you, bud." I know the first time I played the game, I put everything in HP because I didn't realize you could move the thing. Well, you probably had a lot of HP by the end of the game. I mean, I, I did. It was pointless. I, I was killing everything in one hit. I mean, you know, no question about it. But the thing is, is that if you if you suck at dodging your enemies' attacks, that's all moot anyway because they're going to be faster than you because you didn't put any points into speed. Last so jamming. anyway, yeah. So you really have to get good at at dodging. But uh, but naturally, from there, I went on and I continued uh, the Mario and Luigi games. Uh, Mario and Luigi Partners in Time is the second one, and I, I put I've been putting some time into that. Um, it's a good game. Uh, I wouldn't say it's as good as Superstar Saga. I feel like they kind of dumbed it down a little bit uh, as they were prone to do with those DS games at the time. At what but, point? Uh, still fun. At what point was it that the Mario and Luigi games started to get actually bad? I um, would say, personally, Bowser's Inside Story. A lot of people really like that game. I think it's, you know... Bad? I would I, I would yeah, agree yeah. with you, because that was the next one I played after Superstar Saga, and I'm just all like, it feels like they just took out a ton of stuff and put bad stuff in instead. Yeah, they took out a ton of the RPG elements that I really liked about the first two games, uh, and they, they replaced it with basically like mini games essentially um which you know it mixes it up but ultimately i'm not playing those games for like kind of half-baked mini game ideas that might have been fun for like 30 seconds in mario party i I would rather just play an rpg especially when mario and luigi were supposed to be basically the successor ip to mario rpg and you're taking out the rpg elements come on I mean, they still have I mean, RPG elements. You could make the argument that Paper Mario was the same way, and they did the exact same thing to that yeah, series, too. They you're just... right. Yeah. What really sad to me is that, like, I, I believe I played all of them except for Partners in Time at this point, and so I was just like, oh, they remade the first game, maybe they'll remake the second game next, and I'll play it that way. But no, they skip it, and they remake Bowser's Inside Story instead. And that then was, the company died. a sad moment, indeed. Yep, Alpha Dream, rip in pieces, and, uh, you know... Zyber, I would I would implore you that if you can find a copy to pick up Partners in Time, because like I said, I, I don't think it's as good as Superstar Saga, but I think it still has enough of that DNA to the point where it's kind of it's kind of like it's not. This is a bad example because it's not as extreme, but Super Paper Mario is kind of a Paper Mario game because it has a lot of the same stuff that I really liked about Thousand Year Door, um, specifically like the writing and. The, the scale of the adventure felt felt pretty big, and I, I did like the game. It just wasn't... It didn't quite scratch the itch. I feel similar about Partners in Time. It's a good, solid game. A little too dumbed down, I think, for for a more mass audience, which is ironic because it's probably the game that people have played the least out of all the Mario and Luigi games. For whatever it, reason, it everyone is. asked. They was like, yeah, I didn't play Partners in Time, but uh, I played Bowser's Inside Story, and I loved it, um, which is crazy. Well, what for me is like I didn't even realize they made more Mario and Luigi games. Like I saw Bowser's Inside Story and like GameStop or whatever, and I'm just like that. That looks weird. And then later on, they made like the fourth game. I go, oh wait, it's it's a Mario and Luigi series. I didn't realize that. So then I got Bowser's Inside Story because they were still selling it. It's good. It's a great story. Well, thank you. <laughs> I I try to say these stories to elongate the episode. Oh, I, um, while you guys were talking about whatever it was you were talking about, in my head I was thinking about, what if they made, like, a, what if they had done, during the year of Luigi, a Paper Luigi game? That could have been cool. I mean, considering the general higher budget games for the year of Luigi, that 
could have not been sucky. Yeah. Some of the more recent I mean, ones, the, again, the, the year Mario of Luigi game games, the year of Luigi was like new Super Luigi U, Dr. Luigi, which like nobody wanted. Nope. And uh, Luigi's Mansion, uh, which Dark Moon, which uh, was, I, I like that game. Um, but was, ultimately, was, year, of yeah. Lu- year of Luigi was a lot like the Wii U. It was just disappointing. Yep. It was a lot like Luigi. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> it's, it's not wrong. It's true, I was really though. sad how they treat Luigi and Mario and Luigi. I think it's funny. I like. I enjoyed Luigi as comic relief because that's all he really deserves to be. That is a bad character, and I don't know why he is as beloved as he is. Because people well, love an underdog. I mean, do you know why he's bad? Because he keeps getting shat on. Right, Point. and yeah. This is a reminder. Dismiss. Oh, uh, dis- Alexa, dismiss. What, <laughs> what is going? I, I so, told you, I don't. I don't like being. Why, uh, like, are you wearing a wire? I don't like that. I. <laughs> so there's a funny story about are this. That's getting cut. No, actually, I can I can roll it into content because the reason <laughs> that happened recently, I've been watching a lot of chess videos on YouTube, uh, which has been very cool. It, it, it's um, Eric Rosen. He's an international master, and he does a lot of like really getting into explaining the games that he is playing in a way that it's very easy to follow along and, and, like, learn chess as someone who used to play chess and then now hasn't in, like, forever. To to, to get back into into thinking about, you know, the whole you have to be thinking two, three moves ahead type of stuff. He also has a thing set up where he has an Alexa near his uh, computer. And so people will send him um, bits and subscription messages and whatnot on Twitch with that start with that name, giving a command to his, that thing. And um, I have one of those in this room, obviously, as we just learned. So whenever they talk to his, they also talk to mine. And one of the things that he had done was to ask his Alexa to... Um, give him a reminder in two hours, and that happened two hours ago, apparently. <laughs> okay. You know, while you were talking about that, I was looking up Martin Luigi Partners in time to buy it. And I <laughs> that found was like one a three-minute story, and it was so much worse than Zyber's story. <laughs> oh, about come on. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. So anyways, I found this on eBay, and it's all like 137 of these have been sold, and I'm th- not sure if I can trust a seller that has apparently sold 137 copies of Martin Luigi Partners in time. Like, where did he get all these from? Unless he's on eBay buying up other people's and doing resells. That's probably yeah, what's happening, honestly. Like the, yeah. It is, but there's a there's a big business in in buying cheap copies of stuff and then just reselling it uh, at, like, a slightly higher rate. I mean, if you're even getting, like, a 10% profit on that stuff, I mean, it's definitely worth your time. Those games aren't cheap. A That's, like, 30 bucks right now. Is the name of that store, Zyber, is the name of that store the Mario and Luigi Superstore? Saga? <laughs> no. Honestly, I can't find their name. Well, that's where you'd start distrusting it. 137 sold, two available. Oh man, you better hurry. Ships from China? <laughs> I mean, oh. I guess that makes sense. Maybe they are just mock-off. That, yeah. 
that's concerning. Sweatshop Mario I know Luigi they, games? People have made knockoff stuff, because I have a friend who buys and sells used games and stuff, and she's seen plenty of knockoff 64 cartridges. Oh, someone sold her a uh, knockoff of either Smash Bros. or Mario 64, and she kept it, got her money back, and she's all like, I'm not giving it back to you, and you can't say anything because it's a knockoff. <laughs> it's mine now, and if you complain, I'm reporting you. Exactly. I have a question. Do any of you guys have experience with those weird, like, those DS cartridges that have, like, a thousand games in them or whatever it is? Or, like, those Game Boy Advance ones that you can download ROMs and just, like, put them on there? Nope. Are those called, like, EverDrives or something? I think so. Piddle has an EverDrive. He actually yeah. just got one for his Game Boy Advance. And it, it seems pretty slick, but I'm, I'm more wondering about the DS ones. Because it seems like DS games, first of all, there's a billion great DS games um, that I want to play. But if I'm just going to play them... Maybe getting one of those would be a good investment. If it's, I mean, it's semi. It's no, it's not legal at all, is it? No, it's not even no, a little bit. Not. But that said, uh, Bombers does not endorse uh, this course of action. Uh, blah blah blah. Cyoa. Uh, that said, <laughs> these things are awesome. If you're not looking to collect, it's not a bad opportunity to get exposure to these things. Perhaps. As a way to go, ah, uh, yes, I did enjoy playing this. I will go buy it. That said, that said, <laughs> all of these Nobody DS does that. All of these DS games that you're going to get, none of that money is going to the original retailers anyway. It's all secondhand market, so it's both illegal and also nobody cares. Unless Nintendo it's something cares. that unless it's something that Nintendo is actively selling on one of their millions of. We remade this. Please buy it for the fifteenth time. Better check the Wii U eShop first. So you're saying that it is it is classy and appropriate to buy one of these, but only if you fill it with games that you cannot buy on the Wii U eShop. Morally. <laughs> we'll go we'll go with yes. Let's go with <laughs> let's go with yes and then caveat it with uh but you definitely shouldn't do that. But then throw in for our uh, visual audience only a very big wink. So um, those of you that are listening don't know that that just happened, and we'll we'll, we'll call that a complete uh, package and sentence and, and interaction. People will never know beings. if I just visually winked or not. <laughs> hey Nintendo, you know what I would love? How about giving me Muller Three in English? Nah, you don't need to worry about that. Series. Never gonna those happen. Are, uh, those are bad video games. You're a bad video game. I am. Piddle got me this, uh, Zyber. I wanted to show you this real quick. Um, I, I know that, again, we're on camera, but we got to have at least one of these per episode. This is the uh, Pork Army Survival Manual, and it is, it is it's essentially a Mother 3 guide, uh, but it's, it's, it's more like, I don't even know how you would describe this, but it, it's from, uh, who, who did this? This is like Fangamer's Mother 3 guide, and it's just got like a bunch of stuff like this in there. Which uh, again, I don't know why we're doing this on the show, but it's pretty. Cool. Does it have That's like cool looking stuff? Does it have like uh, stinky scratch and sniff stickers on it? I don't know. I didn't. I haven't looked through it that carefully. Um, I, you know, smell-o-vision is very popular. Have you? Did you not instinctively just start scratching the papers of your guide and and huffing them? I mean, I, I huff everything that I that I can get my hands on but I, I haven't got puff it? I, you know I have a big stack I have a big stack of, of guides and Nintendo powers that I have to scratch and sniff first 
Just the, the term scratch and sniff to me it just makes me mildly uncomfortable. Isn't scratch and sniff what you do when you've done a little too much blow? Scratch and sniff yeah. is what you do whenever you've been it's out a- running for a long time and things are starting to stick. Ew. Like, ew. <laughs> oh, that one made me feel bad. I feel like that should be the end of the show. But... Uh, <laughs> Let's just say stuff. I don't mean and then the episode. I mean forever. <laughs> just the end. Bombers <laughs> is over. <laughs> now we gotta uh, talk about Wandavision. I watched the first two episodes of Wandavision. Me too. Spiegel's out of the conversation again. Bye, Spiegel. Well, wait. How do you know I that mean, I'm not talking? About, how do you know that I don't know anything about Wandavision? All right, tell me about Wandavision. It's a show where uh, a woman gets pregnant by a dead android, and stuff then maybe happens it's weird that everything he said was accurate okay fair enough i hate it (laughs) yeah nothing about that was wrong and i'm uncomfortable again i'm intrigued to find out what you're even saying that is so weird that i know anything about wandavision like why am i not allowed to know about wandavision i just i you're not general take on well, you just, <laughs> you jock. Where I just don't know anything about pop culture and media that like, was like created before 2006. I take offense to that. This was just made now. Was House yeah. of Emmett from before 2006? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, the what? I think House of M is what WandaVision is sort uh, of based inspired on. Inspired by, I would yeah. say, is the best way to phrase that. No, no more mutants. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was... That was... I think post-2006, because I, I think we were out of high school at that point. Ugh. Yeah, I think that came out probably in like the 2010, 2000 November 2005. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That was earlier than I thought it was. Man. Wow, you guys sucks. did a lot of drugs. You know. <laughs> we're just toughing anything we can get our hands on. All right. Uh, what? About, tell me about WandaVision. Uh, I watched the first two episodes. I you said you saw it, too. Yep. I... I'm very 50-50 on the show hmm. because I like the like the generalized um, things aren't quite right. Ooh, what's going on? Mystery, uncomfortableness aspect of it. But that that takes up like all of five minutes of each half hour episode. And the rest of it is the show's other premise, which is they're in TV sitcom land which means that the other 25 minutes of the episode are your basic, boring TV sitcom Well, it was great plots. TV sitcom. I don't like TV sitcoms. I thought it was great. It's all... I just learned that, that this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're right, Deg. I'm not interested in this. Yeah, see? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you well, somehow... You didn't, you didn't mention that up front. And somehow you knew all about it, which is weird. Well, people were telling people were talking about it at work. I pick things up, you know what I mean. Like I, I don't just like tune everyone out all day. I know I talk constantly, but that doesn't mean I don't listen. Pick things up, put them back down. It's called working yeah. out. I think it's yeah. cool that so far each episode has taken place in a TV sitcom of a decade, different era. Yeah, I like I really love it conceptually, but actually sitting through and watching, I'm like, it's it's sitcom episodes. I don't like sitcoms. I want to watch like the cool concept portions of it and the things aren't quite right. What's going on. But because of the TV series, you know, they have to draw that out and drag it along and sort of develop it, which means that it's 
as I said, 20 to 25 minutes of me going, when are we getting to the cool part of this? Well, I thought that they were actually uh, did too much. I mean, I haven't seen the third or fourth episode yet, but like, I thought that they... I did not, I did not either. I thought that they uh, went too far in the second episode. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, at the beginning of the second episode, I came up with a theory of the show, and then at the end of it, I'm all like, okay, I feel like I'm 100% right. 100% nerdy. I like I, I like the the doling out. It's like with um, I think I mentioned this. I was talking to Rumor about it earlier in the week, but I think I mentioned this in our conversation. It's sort of similar to like the Higarashi, you know, normal life, and then here's the weird stuff going on, and you're trying to piece together the mystery of what's the weird stuff that's going on. Right. The piecing together part is the fun part. The sitting through the boring slice of lifey type of stuff is. The boring slice of lifey part. Well, I love slice it's both, of life. It's both good. It's both good for the setup because you need that in order for the weird parts to be weird, and I hate it because it's normal sitcom, crappy. I love Lucy Bewitched with New Darren. But that's kind of the point, though. Is like you don't see that kind of sitcom in modern shows anymore. So I think it's really nice to just basically have a history of look. This is the kind of stuff you saw back in the day, and it's still refreshing because they only have a specific decade in an episode. Yeah. I, again, I like it conceptually. Sitting through it, I was not pleased. So, I, like I said, I'm sort of fifty-fifty on it. So kind of like how rumor question. feels about being on bombers. Yeah. Sitting through it, he's not pleased. Eh, yeah, it's fine. But here's the real question on that. You know, if we're going to continue the sitcom theme, are we going to approach a Happy Days episode, and are they going to jump the shark? Oh, I hope so. Is a sitcom going to jump the shark is the most irrelevant question ever asked (laughs) in the history of humanity. I'm kind of, now that Zyber's pointed out, I'm kind of curious, how far forward are they going to take this concept? I heard they're going to have an Office kind of sitcom episode. Well, I hate it. They should do a I mean, Futurama-style uh, episode. They should totally do, like, an animated episode of it. That would be hilarious. That'd be great. That'd be cool. Just, just being animated is what makes it hilarious? No, like, like, like you said, like a um, Simpsons... Futurama, even Family Guy, if we want to go there, but like Icy Wiener, an animated sitcom. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why the Bombers episode. isn't hilarious. It's because we're not animated. I mean, that's expensive. You have to hire artists and shit. It's all the. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> Are we stopping there? Uh.